If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's the Mike Calton Show. It's 1025 The Bone. I watched the oddest movie over the weekend. Oh, yeah? I don't mean odd like the Human Centipede movie, uh, but it was a Pixar movie called Onward. Oh, I saw that over the weekend, too, on oh, Disney+. Yeah. Plus. Is that the one where the kid's dad is uh, dead? Dead, but he, they find out he was a warlock or something. Wizard, or, yeah. So they're, they're elves, and their father was... A wizard, or he had some sort of magic, or whatever, and they're living like in modern times and elf world. And they, uh, father leaves them a spell thing and to bring him back to life for one day so he could spend one day with his two sons one who never met him and one who, uh, spent just a short amount of time with him. And the kid's like, All I want to do is spend the day with my dad. <laughs> yeah. And the kid's got like a checklist of things he wants to do with his dad in that one day. And, you know, had never had a heart-to-heart talk, never had a playing catch. I mean, like, it was kind of sad. Mm-hmm. So then they bring the dad back, but he screws up the spell, and they only bring him down from the waist down. <laughs> now, I will tell you, it's, it's, a, it's a cute, funny movie, like, from there on, because it's a struggle to go get a stone so they could bring the rest of him back. Mm-hmm. And, and then they bring him back, and the, uh, the kid didn't even get to meet him. Only the other brother gets to see him. The older brother. The one who already knew him. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you knew it was coming. But it's um, a good reason I think why. you knew it was coming. <laughs> and you was, know, that old thing where it's only half the dad and the older brother gets to see him, but the younger one doesn't. Yeah, you've yeah. seen, you seen it a million times. Because he's half. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that was what Gone with the Wind was based on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, was, I thought it was a weird movie, and it's Chris Pratt. A way over the top Chris Pratt. Yeah. Doing oh, the yeah. big brother. Yeah. Uh, I watched a movie over the weekend that I did not think I was going to like and had no idea what it was about going into. Okay. Even though it won Best Picture. Oh, you watched Parasite? Parasite. Oh, yeah. Don't ruin right it, but I didn't watch it yet. So it is uh, on Hulu now. This will be the, this will be the deciding factor yeah. of whether or not I watch it. So I had no idea what it was about. I thought it was a horror movie. So it did is, I. It so is not I. a horror But there movie. is a twist. There's definitely a twist. It's, uh, it's, don't tell me. It's, uh, it was a good movie. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's all subtitle, but it was good. There was some good twists. It was a little bit weird. There's stuff that happens that you're like, did not see that coming. Okay. But uh, pretty good overall. I thought it was, I mean, best picture. I don't think so. I mean, More I don't. What was it up against? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing is, uh, like, Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. and... Uh, uh, I don't know a few other. No, ones. it wasn't even Bohemian Rhapsody. It was yeah, the, it, was. it was the Elton John movie. No, Bohemian oh, yeah. Rhapsody was up there too. No, it was the year before. I looked it up. It was the year before because they went. They just won this year, and they uh, and this year was the Elton John movie. And I don't think Elton John and Bohemian Rhapsody. No, because that kid won the year before. The yeah, 
nominees, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was up for Best Picture for 2019. But how is that possible? Because Rami Malek won last year. I, I don't know. but I need you to have answers. The, <laughs> the Elton John one was not up for 2019 Best Picture. You can apologize now. No, not maybe not Best Picture, but they didn't come out. Like, Rami Malek won Best Actor last year. He gave away the award this year. I don't know. All I'm telling you is Parasite won for Best Picture. What else Bohem- was nominated against? Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. The Favorite. Black what? Panther. No, that's last year, dude. It's 2019. That's what I'm saying. What is it? 2020? Was- it's uh, Parasite was 2020. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't know they did that yet. I I was thinking it was last year. Yeah, out. the Apologies. Oscars. All right. So now, uh, by the way, still not in Best Picture for Rocket Man. No, Definitely not I, was just say- I didn't say Best Picture. I was saying the years. Um, 1917, Ford vs. Ferrari. Have you seen any of these yet? Yeah. I saw Ford, Ford vs. Ferrari. It was all right. Uh, Joker, very good, I thought. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood should have just been Brad Pitt's story. Parasite, which won. The Irishman should not have been up there. Little Women, how many times are they going to make that movie? Jojo Rabbit, I've heard is good. I have not seen. And Marriage Story, which is uh, Adam Driver one, yelling yeah. at uh, <laughs> Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's a that very good scene, but he does yell right in her face. So then, R- Rami Malek won for what? Best actor? For Bohemian Rhapsody. For Bohemian and Rhapsody, and he gave the award away. Yeah. So, Parasite won for 2020 for Best Picture. Um, out of those, I would have picked Joker over it. Over Parasite? Yeah. Although, Parasite was good. And it w- it's not like I would pick Joker blown away. I just like Joker. I thought that was good. But Parasite, yeah, Parasite's good and worth watching, and there's the some good twists. The at the end is good because that's what everybody is talking about. It's either good or not. All right, I'm going to watch it then tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. have to get it. I totally, yeah. for some reason, thought it was a horror film. So did I. I genuinely, I think, you know, I thought it was a horror all the way through. I uh, thought it was actually a zombie movie. Can I, I mean, tell you something? Can I tell you something that does not give anything away? Yeah. I. Uh, did you know that South Korea has Miranda rights? I did not know that. Yeah, North Korea wouldn't. But Miranda, Miranda is an American thing. You know what I mean? But yeah. there's a, there's 108 countries. I looked it up. There's 108 countries that have Miranda rights. I didn't know that. You would think most of the other countries wouldn't go by the same thing we do necessarily. Well, it's, it's based on Karma Miranda. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh. Uh-uh. I thought they weren't allowed to look under her fruit hat without <laughs> a permission. That's uh. only in Latin American countries. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> if you can walk a straight line oh, with the fruit I, hat on, yeah, here you go. That's in, the Miranda rights in America. If you know the words to Hamilton, they let you go. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dumb. Hey, Galvin, let's do news. Hey, all right. All right here we go. With Galvin on the Mike Calter Show. What do we have in news today, Galvin? Oh, let's see what we have here. Delta Airlines has directed flight attendants who test positive for the coronavirus to, quote, refrain from notifying fellow crew members or posting about it, their health on social media. 
That's according to an email HuffPost reviewed. The email sent Thursday afternoon to more than 25,000 flight attendants stated that Delta management will, quote, follow an established process to alert coworkers who recently came in contact with flight attendants who are symptomatic or diagnosed with COVID-19, the respiratory illness caused by coronavirus. It says, please refrain from notifying other crew members on your own. Read the email, which was sent at 2.20 p.m. Eastern time. Once you have completed the reporting procedures listed above, leaders will follow the established process to notify any impacted flight attendants. So they don't want anybody to tell anyone else they're handling everything, which sounds like they're covering stuff up, you know? I mean, if you have it and you know you have it for sure, like you were tested, you should probably... Tell other people so they could, I don't know. Take the necessary precautions. Who's flying right now? Yeah, I don't know. I remember we did a story when this first broke about it's a lot of poor families that couldn't normally afford to fly their families to different places in the U.S., that was the majority of the people that were still flying. But, but that was weeks ago. I don't yeah, know about now. Here's the thing is you're going to have to be in quarantine. Like, you can't just yeah. go show up somewhere. I don't even know whether people are flying anywhere right now. I mean, and Mo took a picture of the airport yesterday completely empty. I'd love to go somewhere this weekend, but I don't. Yeah. You know, I don't. You don't know have the two weeks to spare in isolation. Right, that's when you the get thing. There. Right, and then yeah. all, even if I didn't have to go in isolation, I go to fly to New York and I can't do anything. Or I fly yeah. to California, can't do anything when I get there. A buddy of mine just flew back to Florida. I mean, to California because he was stuck here during the quarantine. He's like, I, I got to get back, and he knows though he's gonna have to be in his house for two weeks. He's like, I just, I got to get back. I've been stuck in Florida for six weeks yeah. now. Oh, I'm they like, just oh. do that? They just say you have to stay at home? You have to, yeah. He's like, I'm going to self-quarantine for, you know, two weeks. He's like, but I got to go home. I've, I've been stuck here now in Florida because all this getting shut down. I'm going to go back to California. Huh. Uh, this sounds about right. A government agency in the U.S. state of Hawaii has reported an increase in the number of women reporting landlords asking for sexual favors in exchange for rent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Time to negotiate. <laughs> right? The Hawaii State Commission of the Status of Women noted more cases being reported, su- suggesting that landlords are preying on tenants' financial, financial stress during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, I will also be... Uh, paying people's rent. Oh, uh, really? No, no, not mm-hmm. really. Well, no. I got no rent. You could pay for it. Real quick. Not you. Oh, <laughs> hey, rent is due. I, I mean, I'm not working right now, so I really can't afford it. I, I just don't know what to tell you. Well, I'm sure we can figure something, uh, out, something uh, out. You hear that, Pap Pap? How much? You, <laughs> oh, you hear that? How much you enjoy living here? Uh, uh, <laughs> I enjoy it very much, sir. So, say your rent is a thousand dollars. Let's just say a thousand dollars. Well, that's not a month. worth it. No, but. I'm talking about going to the hood, like maybe like six hundred bucks. Oh. No, no, no. But if it's a thousand, I mean that's more than once. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. But or, I mean, how do you guarantee that? Because once you pay the rent, you got to get them in before the rent's due. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah punch card. Phone lines are open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so here's a question for you: Should liquor stores count as essential businesses? Yes. I would say yes. You yes. say yes, yes, yes. Everybody's we, in on we it. We discussed this a couple of weeks ago. I I feel like uh, even though it's incorrect, there is a bunch of people who self medicate with alcohol, and I think shutting that down would cause them to lose their minds, Thank and you, have yeah. anxiety attacks, and all that other stuff. So forty two percent of people say yes. Forty two percent of people say no. Yeah, uh, okay. uh, because if you don't, if like I don't really drink a lot not, or at home, so I don't care. But then if you're somebody who's used to having a martini every day and something to set your, you know, help you sleep. Or don't take mama's wine away. <laughs> don't take mama's wine away or any of that stuff. 
you know, that's a sudden, you, that's the same thing as going cold turkey on, you know, drugs and stuff, yeah. and they could have withdrawals. So and, I guess the other 16% were undecided, they don't say in here, but people between uh, 25 and 44, uh, uh, the people most likely to have young children at home lean heavily towards it's essential. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. So they want to party. I think <laughs> if they have Starbucks open, then the liquor store should be open. I agree. That's a good point. People are getting caffeine yeah. fixed. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Ooh, what if they shut it down and it was only the drive through liquor stores? Those guys would love it. They uh-huh. would crush uh, it. There's just a handful of them yeah. you know, around. Uh, I, I don't know how this works for ladies, but this quarantine... And having nothing what to do. What is going on? You got a <laughs> valve loose or something? I drank a little bubbly water. <laughs> you got a valve loose. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it's also because the kids are there, so you can't go watch porn or anything like yeah. that. It's got me all worked up. I'm a little bit backed up right now, yeah. to be honest with you. You don't have, um, like, a safe safe room? You know what I mean? Like, you know what? Uh, Here's the thing. Here's what you think, Spanish. I do have a safe room. I have my studio and all that. But twice my wife or somebody has walked in, just I was as I was reading or whatever, scared the hell out of me and i thought what if and the you never want to if you're i mean i could probably hide it from my daughter because she's seven but uh, my son oh. will know what was going on i think that would scar him forever i don't i just would rather not do it i don't think yeah. i do that he would ever look at you the same way no there's no coming back i mean he's knows probably knows it's going on yeah but he doesn't want to have to walk in on it but i think a lot of that has to do with not being out in public and seeing people and having that contact right. uh, yeah, yeah so you? i'm missing it i'm not gonna lie yeah. right so um you know it's let me know how much your rent is. I no, feel bad kidding. for a lot of my single friends who are posting on Facebook who I've been in, who are, you know, now everything's been shut down for a couple of weeks that aren't getting laid at all. They're all yeah. they're losing their mind, men and women both. I wonder if my wife would let me get on Tinder now because I can't meet up with anybody yeah. anyway, just to see. Um, what I was going to say before, what was I going to say? It was that uh, it wasn't, it was not your single friends. Backed it was not up. getting caught. It was backed caught. up. Not being in public, seeing stuff. Sun walked the in. The rent. Sun walked in. Something about the rent. I don't know how to pay Gas rent. bubbles. Yeah. Hey, from your daughter. What? Starbucks. <laughs> drive through. Oh, yeah. Liquor oh, oh I know what it was. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I know what it was. Gotcha. It, it was that I'm so backed up that I actually had a dream. Oh. I had a dream that I got a lap dance. Like, who dreams about being in a strip club? I don't know. Yeah. You're going to yeah. tell us about it. No. <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. Who was giving you the lap dance? An Asian lady. Was she oh. fully lady? Or? I don't know. I so. <laughs> it was uh, the guy who ran for Governor Gillum. No, no. <laughs> this is very Asian. Liza Minnelli on the background. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> Might Everybody. have been the same club. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was wearing gray, but all of a sudden you had red pants <laughs> for some reason. Something going on. Oh, man. Um, you right? th- no, but like, <laughs> I'm trying to think. You can't. Your Hummer's got like tinted windows and stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna go sit oh, in yeah. my driveway. And, oh, not? not in your driveway. Oh, I'm yeah. saying like when you're driving home, just find a spot. Oh, driveway's no. crazy. Bring it home. Oh, I'm. You know what it is. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's my yeah. girl on TV. Yeah. I I went in. We were in a strip club. I think we were supposed to have a gig there, and some girl, some Asian lady, was like. You want to dance? And I went, yeah, I do want to dance. Let's have dance. Huh? <laughs> dance. We went and had some dance. I right. got the good dance. Well, apparently not everybody's uh, doing the social distancing, and people are hooking up because yeah. there's a 47-year-old guy named Michael Charles in South Carolina. He lives with his 47-year-old uh, girlfriend, I guess, named Michelle Fleming. They describe their relationship as roommates with benefits, okay. so not really girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, last week, they invited a 40-year-old guy named Brian Alden over to hang out and, quote, fulfill a sexual fantasy by having a threesome with them. Nice. This was just last week. COVID-19. Nobody cares. <laughs> 
But according to the police report, things went bad when Brian, who was invited over, couldn't perform. Oh. Uh, he and Michael got into an argument, which wound up getting into a fist fight, which spilled into the backyard, and Michael hit Brian in the back of the head with a stone. The same guy he was going to have a threesome with? Yeah, yeah. Brian needed 12 stitches, and even though Brian took the stone to the head, the cops determined he started the fight, so he was hit with several charges, including assault and battery and trespassing. Here's a picture of Brian. Threesome didn't go exactly how he thought it was going to. Now, is he the guy who called or the guy who... He's the guy who they called. Yeah. The couple called him to come over. Couldn't come into action. Couldn't get it to work. Couldn't, yeah. There's nothing that you want more than a guy to be yelling at you about your impotence when you're trying to get into the act, Or to hit you or to rock while it's happening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's a little nervous. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, bro! This is your guy's fantasy. Me. (laughs) Check it out. <laughs> Got a lot of pressure. Feast your eyes. I'm telling you, Gio could barely get through uh, Sporkle. He's not performing in a threesome. There's if you no guys way. are still horny and you want to come to my fake dream strip club, let me know. <laughs> Definitely let you know. Um,. You got your hair cut the other day. Yeah. There is a guy in Ireland who cut his own hair. Have yeah. you seen this? John Kelton. It is uh, going viral. This guy over in Ireland cut his own hair with some, like, sheep shears, uh-huh. like the big giant ones. Uh, we have it up on Bone TV. Check this out. This is unbelievable. This guy cutting his own hair. You got the volume up over there? He cuts his hair off right now. I'm going to die. Volume. Volume. Mike. Volume. <laughs> Look at those things. Oh, my and God. And he's just willy-nilly. Is he going to cut his ear? Maybe. I mean, if I had his hair, I wouldn't be really worried about it. So you grow back in a couple of days, look, so nobody will notice. Don't cut your ear. Don't cut your ear. I got to be honest with you. He does a pretty good job. Yeah. yeah. He sheared himself. Yeah. Well, he's I he's, like him better like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he has a lot of experience with the sheep and stuff, uh, but uh, not on his own hair. But it looks pretty good. He's just wow. looking into the phone and cutting his own hair with giant sheep shears. I yeah. thought he was going to snip an ear. Me too. Oh, yeah. I uh, think this is nothing to do with the corona, and that's just how he's done it for like 30 years. Probably you <laughs> might be right. Yeah. Could be. By the looks of his sweater, you might be right. His sweater is just covered in hair. <laughs> Uh, Tom Brady's company has filed two trademark requests, one for Tampa Bay and the other one for Tampa Brady. The filings indicate that he intends to sell clothing, headwear, and footwear using those phrases. Now, I know somebody in this room who I believe coined the phrase Tampa Bay, first one that I saw say it. or first pri- pri- Had first proof of first use. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Did you actually trademark it? Uh... The paperwork was filed. Okay. Ahead of theirs. So they don't necessarily get it because yours was filed first. There is a process, which I believe is like a six-week process or something. Right. But I would imagine determining who gets it, if your name is Tom Brady, it probably helps out. No. Okay. No. So what happens is if you can... If you can establish first use, which we easily were able to do, right? Then you can you can claim it. They can fight it. You want to fight a guy who just signed two a two year fifty million dollar contract on top of his twenty years of being famous greatest quarterback of all time. You don't have that money to fight it. So what you say is, let's reach an agreement. I'll have sex with you. Well, I, oh no! That's what Wait, you're that's rent. That's the rent. That's the rent. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was the same. Uh, I I said it on Twitter, so I could say it here. 
the um, MCCH LLC, which is my company, and TB12 reached a confidential settlement that both sides are happy with. Now, <laughs> Bert calls me up and he goes, so can I borrow $10 million? Uh, I go, no, definitely can't borrow $10 million. Bobby Kelly said, can I borrow 20000 I said, absolutely. I would imagine also in there is that he has to take a couple hikes from you. Um, no, no. It's having your face in the other way. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. There's no, there's no, uh, people are saying, well, Tom Brady has to be on the show now. And I go, no, no, there's nothing like that. Because Dan Patrick was already selling Tampa Bay. Dan, he, yes. Yes. Um, and that was, and he's selling a bunch of other Brady shirts, which mm-hmm. I think is really weird. I don't like radio guys getting into the t-shirt business. That just gross to me. Yeah. It's like, as soon as you... Anything. Put it on a t shirt. Yeah. Sell it. It's so know? desperate. Like you gotta imagine Dan Patrick has enough money that he doesn't need to be charging people thirty dollars a shirt to uh, I don't know. Did you hear what Tom Segura did? So I guess Tom Segura does a lot of shirts. Yeah. But it, but did you hear what he did with the big black guy? No, no. So he's giving the money to his family or something? Yeah, so if you have friends like us that uh, you know, send you a thing and hey, this is really important, open the link and then it's a big black guy sitting on the edge of the bed with, with a, a humongous dog. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we've all seen that guy. Unfortunately, yes. Well, that guy apparently had passed away a few years ago. and From uh, what? Too much dungness? I, I don't know. I don't know what he passed away yeah. from. Blood loss. But they buried time. him, and they didn't have a headstone. They oh. didn't, the family didn't have a lot of money. And uh, so Tom Segura took that guy's picture, put it on his shirt, and put wash your hands above it and was selling it. And then he's giving the money to the family. That's so cool. hopefully they can... Get a uh, headstone for that. You know why? Huh? Because Tom Segura doesn't need the money. No. Oh, no. Rich. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was talking to Bert over the weekend. Both those guys are doing pretty pretty damn good. But Tom, before Bert, was doing theaters and doing all that stuff. He's the one who kind of told Bert, hey, you need to start doing theaters, and this is where it's at, and this is how you do it. And he's got this successful podcast and yeah. touring and Netflix and all that stuff. So, yeah. I mean, they're both doing very well. I texted Bert last night out of the blue. I was just laying in bed watching TV, and I just started laughing out loud, and I texted him. I go, hey, remember that time you asked Adam Sandler if he had Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> now, do we know whether he was joking? Like, that's no, funny... he wasn't joking. He was he fanboyed out. He said uh, he was so nervous. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I texted Bert yesterday too. Bert said that he wants to do uh, try and run a fifty miler. Oh boy! Yeah, and so I texted him a motivation thing. Remember that versus commercial where it's got uh, Metallica one on cellos in the background yeah. and the guy talking, the guy who's from uh, The Wire. That's such a great... I go, here's some motivation for you. He just wrote back, you know me so well. <laughs> uh, so speaking of football, with Tom Brady getting the uh, t- Tampa Bay and the Tampa Brady stuff, the XFL suspended operations Friday morning, and multiple sources told ESPN that the league has laid off nearly all of its staff A handful of executives remain employed and currently has no plans to return in 2021. In a statement, Vince McMahon, who owns the XFL, said, quote, given the uncertainty of the current environment, the XFL has suspended operation and is evaluating next steps. The XFL canceled its season last month after five games as part of a nationwide shutdown due to the coronavirus pandemic, pledging to return next year, but now... We don't know if that's going to happen. And that's not going to happen. And that's a shame because they really came out much better shape this year than they did the first time. <laughs> sure. The other problem they had is that uh, the NFL pilfered most of their good players. I mean, they, they, there had to be at least five players from every team signed from the XFL. 
Which is they, a good thing for both. If they design the XFL now as a feeder league for the NFL, right. I think everybody would be happy with that. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. I think that complements each of them. Hey, you can sign, and we know we're only paying you 50000 a year, but you, if you do well, right. you're going to get eyes on you from the NFL. And and people enjoyed going to the Vipers games, even though they were losing. I think maybe Raymond James Stadium was a little bit too optimistic. Grandiose, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, but we really don't have many options. What, is the, what are the other open-air stadiums that we could play in? Yeah, I don't know. I, I was enjoying the – I watched several games, not just the Tampa games. Yeah. I was kind of enjoying just kind of having football on in the background. You watch from time to time. What's the one team that was really good? Uh, the, I know Houston? The, the defenders were the DC They're defenders. the ones that gave up. I mean, they had like five players signed to the NFL yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah I, they were. I feel bad because I feel like they came they came out right this time, plus, and they got screwed. A lot of those guys, it gives them a chance to get back into football and play football. And now they don't really have that. Is there a smaller college that like a field at a smaller college that could handle not, it? Not in the Tampa Bay a area. Decent no. high school, no. <laughs> anything? I don't know. I would say the closest would be UCF. They have a stadium that's oh, probably you don't want that thirty five thousand people, something like that. Yeah. So. Um, Stadium wise, I mean, I guess they had no choice, but they only they only hope to fill the lower bowl, right? Same yeah. thing with USF, you know, that's all they want to do. And, and the they, way they shot it, it didn't look bad. It didn't uh, look like it was all empty or anything. It and people like, that went there enjoyed it, right. they had a good time, you know. And the NFL players showed up to support it. There were a bunch of Buccaneers on the sidelines to support the uh, the Vipers. So I wonder if he has any kind of insurance that covers, you know what I mean? Like uh, this a failure. Yeah. But this type of failure where because of a pandemic, like the you know what I mean? Like it was Wimbledon, yeah. yeah. Because that's really got to suck. I mean, obviously, you know, Vince McMahon has a ton of money, but he put a lot of money into this a second time. Oh, yeah. And for this to happen, you know, nobody f- saw this coming. Whether he has any kind of uh, gets any money back, or I, if he's just like, I well. kind of wonder that it was already kind of struggling and probably going to lose money. So this now is an excuse to cash in the insurance policy and get out and right. not lose as much money. I don't think they didn't. I think they expected to lose money probably for yeah. at least the first five years. Well, initially, when they first canceled the season, they said they were they guaranteed they were coming back for twenty twenty one. They said right. that right at the gate. And now, like a month later, it's like you know everybody's laid off. Well, speaking of Sucks. things that were guaranteed. And now canceled. The UFC finally waved Ah, the white flag on doing fights during the global coronavirus pandemic after weeks of relentlessly trying to push forward with the event scheduled in the middle of uh, countless obstacles and outside pressures. UFC President Dana White revealed that all future events, including UFC 249 on April 18th, have been indefinitely suspended. You know who they're blaming? Who? Is ESPN. Yeah. They're saying ESPN put the pressure on him to, to nix it. Well, that's what he says. Yeah, White uh, made the announcement to UFC broadcast partner ESPN, stating the decision was made by top-level executives at both Disney and ESPN. They intervened and said, listen, we're not doing this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, look, you put it on a private island and do it that way, make your own fight club, I'd watch that. That yeah. or, like Joe Rogan's had the battleship. Yeah. The big yeah. battleship and do it. I think that would be awesome, and I think everybody would watch. And we were talking about whether the pay-per-views uh, would, would be higher or lower or whatever. Uh, a guy made a point that I didn't even think of. Yeah, of course, because every, nobody's going to be able to go and see it. So everybody's going to watch it at home. You know what I mean? You can't go and be in the audience. Yeah. So, so it would be, it'd be another, you know, 
25, 30,000 people are going to buy it. 60, 70,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah, depending on where they have it, because some, some of those arenas are giant. I got the feeling that for Dana White to reverse like course on this, it had to come from way, way oh, up yeah. in ESPN and Disney, because he is so adamant about not being told what to do in his way. Right. So it had to be you know the upper echelon of like, hey, man, you're not going to do this. Mm. Uh, so we have the new bonus episode of Tiger King with Joel McHale hosting. One of the participants was Rick Kirkman, who was the guy who was producing Joe's TV show and lost all the footage in the suspicious fire. Okay, I have a question about this real quick. <laughs> yeah. What is that guy's deal with his teeth? I mean, the other guys were on meth. This guy had the brains to move to Norway and go. I'm getting out of this, getting away from this crazy thing. Right. And he's he said he spot he was one of the original guys that put Inside Edition on the air. He's got credentials for being a producer. He has the most gross teeth I've ever seen. Just old guy that doesn't take care of his teeth. I but guess I don't oh, that's think awful. so. I think it's he is an he's an older guy, but I think he, the amount of cigarettes that yeah. he smoked and mm. coffee that he drinks has just totally blackened that his lower bottom teeth. It's disgusting. Use a little bit of money to get those teeth fixed. That is gross. I can't take anybody like that seriously. You tell me somebody has a disease or something, you have no choice, and you feel bad for them. This gross guy here, though, oh, skivots <laughs> on those teeth. Uh, so Rick Kirkman uh, said this about Joe Exotic when, during the episode eight of Tiger King. Joe was terrified of big cats. He was scared to death of lions and tigers. And in the shots that you see in there where he's in with the two tigers, the white one and the other one, the white one is blind and the other one is on tranquilizers. It's idiotic to think how he's become famous as the Tiger King when he's so terrified of big cats. So, didn't know that, that Joe is afraid of uh, tigers. And yeah, I didn't know that stuff, either. Which I think pretty might much be why either. he was carrying the gun all the time. Yeah, but pretty much everyone should be afraid of tigers <laughs> and lions. Yeah. Like, yeah. you shouldn't be in there yeah. doing that stuff. Uh, he made a good point. Joe McHale was asking who would play them if they made uh, a movie. Uh, he said that um, Billy Bob Thornton. Which was a great call. I thought it was great because I said Tommy Lee Jones. That's what my wife was saying. But too old. I think Tommy Lee Jones a little bit too old. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought uh, Billy Bob Thornton was really good for him. And while I was watching it, I made a revelation that uh, he's one of those uh, that guys that you see in a bunch of different stuff. But I said that uh, Eric Cowie, the guy with the long hair, should be played by uh, Tim Blake Nelson, which you've seen him in a million things. Yep. Yep. yep, That guy. Oh, yes. uh, He was in Oh, Brother, Where Out Thou. That guy, guy, Eric Cowie, he is uh, miserable, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They they said to him, uh, people say that he looks like Vince Neal, and he's like, I hate Motley Crue. Yeah, plastic. Yeah. Yeah, this guy, that guy's been in a lot of things. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but look, throw long hair on him and give him a stubbly (laughs) beard. He's perfect. Just the hat. All you need is the hat. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Yeah, so I'm sure, you know, we know that there's the... uh, the I think TV series that's coming out, but I'm sure that eventually they're going to make a full feature film yeah. about uh, Tiger King. And uh, sticking with Tiger King news, the biggest mystery in Netflix Tiger King is whether Don Lewis was murdered, and if so, who did him in? Well, Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Cronister tells TMZ he's convinced that, uh, well, I'll let him say what it was, but he was on, uh, Chad Cronister was on TMZ. Here he is talking about that up on Bone TV. Check this out. I'm extremely suspicious, but not just the fur of this whole, this whole, this whole circle here. Extremely suspicious. Like I said, I, I don't want to allude to the fact or insinuate that she's our person of interest and this is who we're focusing on. I'm not comfortable saying that yet. Listen, there's normally not one person that commits a homicide. 
it's always a couple people. And, you know, this this had this had to be extremely planned out. This had to be well thought out. There's someone else involved in this. There's someone who was paid to do it. There's someone who helped do it. I'm hoping that person wants to come and get this off their chest and and, and help law enforcement do the right thing. So then you start talking about different things with immunity. You know, deals are cut. And, and, and listen, every deal's on the table right now. Help us solve this case. Right. So if there's somebody who is an accessory after the fact or something like that, they may go, listen, we'll give you three years probation or something if you get us the person who did it. So explain to me now the the woman that called into the show and said that her son's stepfather, who was her son's stepfather? Her son's stepfather was the handyman. Correct. Don Lewis is handyman. I don't remember his name right now. I don't remember his name either. Okay. So and then they're insisting he's did it. But did he did he do it on the suggestion of, of Carol Baskin. Did he do it because of some money? Where is that guy now? Is yeah. Dead or alive? I don't know, but they need to get him in. He lives in Jamaica him. somewhere with a whole bunch of money. Yeah. That's what we need to talk about. So I guess Carol talked to the Times, and they were saying that they uh, there's drones flying over their house. People are showing up at their door. Their, their cell phones are getting blown up nonstop. Well, that's what you ex- you got to expect that people yeah. are going to just drive by. I uh, I drove by when I was in the area just to just to drive in there and see what they were doing at the time. They were shut down because of the coronavirus, but uh, I've seen a lot of people on social media park uh, their car and take a picture in front of the Big Cat Rescue sign, yeah. and it's, 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 a, it's a landmark. Uh, so. I mean, she's kind of getting the, the, the haters side of it, you know what I mean? Like the well, part of it. Because for some reason, she comes out looking like the villain of the series. There's a lot of reasons. Not yeah. Not some reason. I mean, the whole thing about if I disappear. Right. You know, yeah. It's, that's, I mean, that right there is just telling you that whether she did it or not, that she prepared for it. Uh, and then, and then Don's granddaughter has been in social media saying that she also would like some answers and believes that Carol has some answers and things that she knows about. So I don't know, but Carol didn't want to talk to us. I can tell you that. No, we, we reached out literally the day after the series had come out mm-hmm. and they said, no, we're not talking. We've got a PR team that's handling everything from here on out. And, you know, yeah. So, uh, but now she's falling to the pressure. She's the only one not talking. Right. Well, now she's falling to the pressure of everybody saying, well, if she's not talking, she's hiding something. Uh, will she survive this? Will she, I don't know her at all. So I don't know if she's the kind of person that would kill herself I don't know if she's the kind of person that, like, I don't know, will she survive this whole investigation? N- no. Like, business-wise, her personal life, what are you talking about? Like, will she die? I'm saying, will she Will she die? Yeah, will she either kill herself or something will happen to her weird that somebody doesn't want her talking? Yeah, I don't know about that, but I, I think that they're going to take a good, hard look at her uh rescue over there and see what's going on yeah. and making sure that animals aren't being abused or how it's run or where the money's going and all that type of stuff. So I don't see how that place could open back up to the public. No, I don't I don't think so either. I mean not not because they're doing anything wrong, but uh because there's gonna be so many people in there that are gonna be trying to dig through the yeah, see yeah. If they can find and the, like harassing. Yeah. Uh CEO Carol Baskin takes how much of a salary? Not, not the millions that they make. How much salary does she I, take? One hundred thousand, sixty-five thousand annually. Ha- Howard Baskin takes seventy-three thousand dollars as the secretary treasurer, according to documents filed. But last year, it brought in five point two million dollars from mostly grants and public tours. 
Uh, two things. One, Kenny Farr is the guy's name who is Don's handyman. And two... But where is he? I don't know. He hasn't shown up in any of these things. But he is also the one who said about um, Don telling him, if I can pull this off, it'll be the slickest move ever. Oh, yeah. Right. That's what he says. But somebody who killed a guy would say, oh, yeah, he told me he was yeah. going to disappear. You know what I mean? So that's, that's a possibility. Uh, but that money that's brought in, how much of that is going to feed... Uh, the tigers and all that stuff that goes along with it, you know, making sure that the yeah. well, they say the money's for the tigers, right? Yeah, yeah. they're for mostly for grants and stuff to take care of them. But I would imagine they have some forensic accountants go in and make sure that all that money is going to the proper places mm-hmm. and that's all being taken care of. Kenny Farr, Don Tannyman, that is the guy who people have called us to say he is the guy to talk to. That it was him that put the uh, Carol's husband through the meat grinder and got rid of. Didn't necessarily feed him to the. Tigers. That's a little bit of a sexier story, but supposedly Kenny had something to do with getting rid of him because he was abusive. Yeah, oh, I'd love to know the answer. I'd love to be the one to solve this. <laughs> I, I mean, this is such a big, big, big documentary that I have to imagine that we definitely find out. Like this puts a lot of pressure to solve this case. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's been an open investigation, but now. With all this stuff, I'm sure that uh, we'll be finding out something soon. I think it's been so long, this never gets solved. You think so? Yeah. I mean, oh, we're I think we're talking late late 90s. It's, it's too far, it's no, too somebody far back, sells man. somebody out. Chad, once Chad's got the money, uh, he's offered a deal of immunity and a reward. Somebody's selling somebody out. But also, think about this, Gio, is somebody tells you, oh, yeah, there's this gay cowboy guy that has all these tigers, and he hired somebody to kill you. You'd be like, hey, okay, whatever. Yeah. But now, seeing that this is all real... You go, oh, okay, I remember so-and-so used to be running his mouth about this all the time. They go talk to him. He says, well, this guy told me that. And then they go talk to him, and he's like, I did it. You know. The one consistent thing is that all these people we talked to from Tiger King said they haven't gotten any money, and they're all poor, and they all have bad teeth, and they all have bad history of, of drug use and all that. They would, not, they would take a little reward money. Sure. I think so also as well. But I think the reason that people are taking the, docu- the docuseries as if it's presented as fact, which it's not. It's completely edited. Uh, but you don't, you right. There are there are but, some facts in there, though. right? But like like maybe the podcast is probably deeper. But obviously the series is meant to entertain, and people are loving it and the memes and stuff like that. And I think people are basing their decision on what they see on the Netflix series as opposed to what maybe if once law enforcement starts digging into the actual facts, I think it's going to be very different than what we saw on Netflix. Mm. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'd love to see Chad come up with some sort of uh, some sort of storyline or something there and we finally find out what's if, what if there is a smart documentary maker out there right now start following chad conister yeah. in the hillsborough county sheriff's yes. office don't get too to, close to no but i mean you know to find out the to investigate this stuff that yeah. would be really interesting yeah. don't get too the follow-up yeah, uh so i asked you guys earlier greatest rock vocal of all time like uh, out of all the songs you've heard what would you say just stands out is one of the greatest rock vocals? Joey weighed in. If you, Joe, if you want to come in and uh, weigh in on this, because I thought he had a pretty good one. What would you think? Like, what comes to mind? I say greatest rock vocal of all time. I don't know. I would have to say maybe something by Freddie Mercury, since he was one of the best singers That's ever. That's what I was going to say when he does that. Whoa. Yeah. But yeah. I can't remember what song that is. He didn't do it like that. <laughs> no, he does it way better. Uh, Joe, what did you say earlier? Black Dog. It's very identifiable. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, very, you know, very rock sounding. Yeah. Hey, Mama, you started that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Great. Okay. Robert Plant, that's one my, of the greatest singers. I like it. Thank you. 
But no, that is not it. Freddie Mercury, no, that is not it. When uh, when Boy George had comma, 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 wouldn't say that's rock. No. David Lee Ross' high-pitched squeal, I would say, is incredibly rock and roll and recognizable. Maybe something from, like, Running With the Devil. Yeah. I'd put maybe some of Steven Tyler, Aerosmith up Steven in there. Steven Tyler, great singer. Still you guys not. haven't hit it yet. Really? No. Like, is this, do you agree with this? Do you want my opinion? Well, I mean, like, it's it's not like we're going to go, oh, no way. Is it? I will tell you, we have a definitive answer from Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell, Russell Crowe, Crow, yes, says that this is the, the greatest, yes, greatest <laughs> rock vocal ever is this. Ooh, man, well, no, that wasn't can't, Russell Crowe. You can't did, argue yeah. with Russell Crowe. He'll fight you if yeah. you do. Is it the scream from Revolution, the Beatles? No. So it's like a specific song? Yeah, it's okay. a specific okay. song. Okay. So okay. yeah, not a specific thing in the song. Right. It's a specific song. Like performance. I'll tell like. you, it's a cover song. Okay, so this was originally done by somebody else. It was actually done by a duo. And then this band covered it, and he says, this singer from this band on this song, this is the greatest rock vocal of all time, Russell Crowe. Is it the, uh, the song from Ghost? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Hover oh, song. Not a is it uh, Enya? <laughs> oh, a duo, Nelson. No. Oh. It was originally done by a duo, and then it was covered by a band. Um, Done by the Arrhythmics. No, they're not a duo. Uh, yeah, they were. The Arrhythmics? They With were Annie Lennox and that guy? They were the main guys, oh. but they were a band. Um, it, it wasn't Annie Lennox and that guy. It was the Arrhythmics. <laughs> was uh, Live and Let Die a cover? Living Let Die was covered. Guns N' Roses covered it. It was Wings originally. Axl Rose? No. No. <laughs> well, screw <laughs> you then. <laughs> but, but Wings wasn't a duo. Yeah. I was trying to think cover songs. I'm trying to think. Duo. Everly Brothers. No. Right. Probably one of the most famous duos. Oh, Donnie Marie. No. Uh-huh. Simon and Garfunkel. You got it. What? Simon and Garfunkel. Not now, who disturbed. is the cover? Cover. I'm sorry, no. what did you say? No, 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 Disturbed. no, no. Russell no, Crowe no. says this is the greatest rock vocal it sounds like him. ever. Because no. it sounds like him. No. The first time I heard this song, I went, uh, "Is this a parody? It's Who's a rock? Are Iowa. you joking? Is it? Is that uh, David Draymond right there that we just heard? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he could sing, but I wouldn't have not said the greatest, the of, greatest time, of anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I'd say it was the greatest cover. I mean, I know I would. Russell Crowe's trolling us. Russell Crowe. Hey, hey, mama, yeah. the way you Come move, gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. Russell Crowe's not as good as this. Guy. Is there any way What's-His-Name can call in and tell us who the best singer is? George. Uh, George. George, yeah. Russell Crowe, I don't know. Russell Crowe, I don't know. Russell, Russell, Russell Crowe is not a good singer. Pavarotti? Um, Disturbed is not a good singer. <laughs> I think Russell Crowe sings in that range, and that's why he likes that. Yeah, I would agree Because he's that. a... Yeah. Is this the 
I mean, come on. This isn't it. Is this just fantasy? Russell Crowe is George. You don't know. You don't know. He was just drunk at home, and he's just trolling all of us. Even I thought to pick, like, Disturb's best vocal performance, <laughs> yeah. it would not be that song. Draymond's really good. I mean, there's so many better singers, yeah. in my opinion. But, you know, Russell Crowe, that's his opinion. <laughs> he will fight you with a sword. He will. He will <laughs> fight no you. fatty ain't fighting anybody. <laughs> uh, so this is pretty interesting, and I think everybody's going to want one. A wildlife trust in Kenya was surprised when a zebra gave birth to a zonkey. What? Yeah. The zebra had sex with the donkey, so it's half zebra, half donkey, and it is 100% adorable. What? Take a look at this picture. Oh, look at him. He's got oh. little striped oh, legs. Man. Is that a zebra? Uh, no, they called it a zonkey. Oh. Yeah. Zonkey sounds like something you said of a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that cute, though? That so it looks like cute. a little, uh, like a brown zebra, and then he's got the striped legs. Yeah. <laughs> looks like a donkey with zebra's legs. So what is a mule? That's is a horse and a donkey, right? I, I think. You have to be right. I mean, but I don't know. You convinced me that swat moles were a thing. It is a... You gotta, you gotta look at a, a zebra. Zebra's amazing. Oh, the stripe pattern and... I know, really right? Interesting yeah. thing. A mule is a cross between a male donkey, a jack, and a female horse, a mare. Uh, however, the hinny is a hybrid cross between a male horse, a stallion, and a female donkey. A Jenny or Jeanette? Hmm. Man. I've never been a fan of horses. No, me neither. They like that, me. I mean, I like them. I never wanted one. Oh, uh, I did. Yeah? I grew up in Illinois, and we had plenty of land by us, and uh, we had some friends that actually, a lot of friends that had horses, and I would go and ride horses, and I told you about, <laughs> so my dad worked for Motorola, and they had, uh, for the top salespeople, they would do all these really cool different things. He got to play at, like, Pebble Beach. He got to go out on uh, America's Cup yacht, whatever that was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big yacht. But they got to do this one thing where they got to go through a warehouse. My mom and dad got to go through a warehouse and pick stuff off the shelves and they had a shopping cart, and if the item was too big, they would just pull the tag off of it and put it in there. So we got a pool table, TV, like all this different stuff from this thing. But they sent a catalog of all the different items that were in the warehouse that you could choose from. And I'm like, I don't know, nine years old, and I'm going through the catalog, and there's a horse. And I go, oh, my God, give me a horse. Mommy, give me a horse. It was a saddle. Oh. It was a saddle. It wasn't a horse. So I Not cool. I almost bought my sister a horse when eBay first started. <laughs> I remember you saying that, yeah. My father was so mad at oh, me. That would have been great. I was like, she's going to be a, a five-year-old with a horse. I'm like, how cool is that? Because we grew up in New York and can't have a horse. And my father goes, Michael. Let me when he ever says Michael, that's a, Michael, let me ask you a question. I go, what? He goes, what am I going to keep, keep a goddamn horse? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, in your backyard? He's like, are you ridiculous? Like, oh, yeah. What was your other good horse moment? My other? Here. Oh, with the with the pony in the elevator? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That did not work out well. Nope. Uh, Hot Pockets is about to roll out a new line of breakfast sandwiches that use pancakes as the crust. No, thank you. No? Done with the Hot Pocket? Yeah. This is what it looks like up on Bone TV. So it's got a pancake as the crust, and then inside the pancake, you get bacon, eggs, cheese. Yeah. Uh, they're expecting it to hit stores soon. The inside. I, just, I don't like eggs. I, I don't mind the inside, because they have like a breakfast Hot Pocket already without the pancake. Yeah. But the problem is, I find with the Hot Pocket, when you microwave it, it makes the bread outside kind of hard, and I don't want a hard pancake as my outside for a Hot Pocket. Mm. You know what I mean? 
The nuts Do you like soft. Hot Pockets, though? Normally? I, I, I love much. Hot Pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I can't eat cheddar and uh, broccoli. Not anymore? I mean, uh, chicken and chicken and broccoli Hot Pockets. I can't eat them anymore. Too many? Because one time, uh, Pete and I traded a guy for a crate of those. That's all we ate for like oh, three so yeah. many of them. Now whenever I see one, I'm like, ugh, ugh. But <laughs> yeah. Hot Pockets themselves are good. Yeah. They have They're a lot little. of different ones, and they have like the uh, like the seasoned yeah. outside. and Put them in those little safety envelopes yeah. put them in the microwave. And mm-hmm. they come out boiling lava hot. Mm-hmm. So uh, I found something on the internet, so you know it's got to be true. Uh, it's from November 3rd, 2018 from Trish Payne. Do you know who that is? No. She's the uh, ex-wife of Kenny Farr. Oh. oh, okay. She said, my ex, Kenneth Farr, was Don's right-hand man, Carol's husband. A lot of stuff was said done like Sunday before Don disappeared, I believe was the day he actually disappeared. I'm reading it the way it is. Then Kenny came into a lot of things, gifts, etc., from Carol. And she says, I believe that Carol masterminded Don's demise oh. and that Kenny bought Kenny gifts. Well, yeah, because if I remember in the documentary, a big... Uh, point of it was that Kenny let Carol Baskin into Don's office without anybody knowing, and that was how she got her hands on the will to change it to from being murdered to disappearance. To disappear, yeah. And that makes sense that if she's showering with gifts, because he's the one who only had the keys to that whole thing, and he let her in there to change it. That would make sense why she's showering him with gifts. When they say... Uh that she changed and they asked her and she goes, yeah, I know it looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks weird because you did it. <laughs> Could be. Uh, the people at Arizona Iced Tea just rolled out a new hard version that awesome. mixes with uh, green tea with vodka. The cans are 5% alco- alcohol and unlike the traditional cans of Arizona, they aren't 99 cents. <laughs> they uh, price them at three forty nine. For now, they're just testing the alcohol iced tea in Canada, but if it does well, we can expect it to be here Woo! in America. Just we need more stuff to get us drunk. <laughs> yeah. By the way, three forty nine for a can? That I mean, are they big right? cans? Yeah, Arizona iced tea is a pretty big pretty bottle big? as it is. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, like three forty nine, you would think you would be able to get a six-pack or yeah, something. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because they're only 99 cents normally, which is awesome. Uh, speaking of alcohol, our hospitality worker of the day is Brianna Bree Zach. She's been bartending for 11 years, and she worked for six years at the Green Parrot Pub in Carrollwood, which is where one of the very first places Pitbull Toddler ever played. Yeah, yeah, I remember like four times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her Venmo is at Brianna Zach MK. It's up on our Facebook and our Instagram. If you want to go help them out, throw a dollar or two. It goes a long way. We've already tipped her uh, from Team Farrell, so she's got a little cushion already. Nice. But if uh, you know, a bunch of people just donate just a little amount of money, we can help her get through the uh, whole pandemic. So it's up on the Facebook and the Instagram. Uh, did anybody uh, watch Saturday Night Live when they stayed home? I did. You did? Yeah. And what did you think of it? Because they uh, they had the quarantine edition. Did you watch it? I did not watch it. So I, it was awful, but it, they get an A-plus for effort and a uh, C for the product. So they couldn't really do sketches. They It was pre-recorded. It was sketches. It was pre-recorded. So they opened it with uh, Tom Hanks doing a monologue live from his living room, mm-hmm. which I don't—I mean, from his kitchen rather. I don't know, and that was pre-recorded as well, and it was good because Tom Hanks talked about having the corona, and he's like, "Nothing made me America's dad more than having the coronavirus." Great person to have for Saturday Night Live. He's hosted a bunch of times and had coronavirus. Perfect crossover. Tom Hanks as right. the host makes sense. So they did that, and then they Galvin. I wish Carmen was here maybe trying to explain. The first thing they showed was a video from Pete Davidson live from his mother's basement, which he notoriously lives in. Hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) And he was rapping a song that was shot 
relatively well in his basement in black and white. And it, he's like, this is a Drake song. And I don't know if it was really a Drake song or if Drake says that in his song. And he was singing about how he misses his ex-girlfriend. And there was no funny to it. It was like he really tried to write a song. Oh. Yeah, you know why? Pete Davidson was doing it. But, I mean, I couldn't even see where he was trying to be funny. Like, I'm like, I don't know. This is like he made a video. Yeah. (laughs) So that was the first thing. And I'm like, okay, that was awful. Then they went to um, uh, a Zoom skit where they were having, like, an office was, like, having a Zoom meeting. Uh Uh-huh. And that was bad, but the effort was there, you know. And and then uh, they did, um, what's her name, the funny lesbian chick? Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon did a thing where she was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And she was doing workouts from at home with her coronavirus, and she was lifting Q-tips instead of dumbbells because she's 97 right, years old. Yeah. It had potential to be funny, but it was so poorly shot, and her accent was so strong, I couldn't understand anything that she was saying. It was really bad. But it was like, it's like years from now, they're going to go, remember that one time what Saturday Night Live did during the coronavirus? It was breakthrough. It was just awful. Yeah, so it says Tom Hanks hosted. It said the cast recorded solo bits and sent them in. said there are a few things that they did with split screen, but those went really awkward. Well, they say a lot of people were dumping on it. They had Michael Che and, and Colin Jost doing the news, uh, and then they had people Skype in so that they could you could hear a laugh track. Like you could hear oh, those yeah. people laughing. That wasn't so bad. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't so bad. Wow, Tom Hanks shaved his head, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, he said he did it for the movie. He, did, he said, don't get nervous. This isn't from the coronavirus. I did this for the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he took audience questions, and it was all him? It was all him, and that was pretty bad. Uh, it was him doing Australian accents and another accent. All right. Well, it seems like I didn't miss I it. I just thought Tom Hanks would have a nicer kitchen. Yeah. Or at least he would have cleaned it up before he went, or if that was even his kitchen. Yeah, is that his kitchen? I don't know. Yeah, but he's in quarantine, so maybe he's staying somewhere. It seems like he's... It was shot in a green screen or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul McCartney's handwritten lyrics for Hey Jude were auctioned off on Friday, and someone paid how much for them? I'll tell you, the lyrics uh, lyrics were originally expected to go for around $160,000 oh, for Hey Jude. Handwritten, Paul McCartney, what do you think they 800, went for? $800,000. $800,000. I'm going to go a million. million? Yeah. 1.2. 1.2. You guys were in the ballpark. Someone paid... $910,000 for handwritten lyrics to Hey Jude uh, by Paul McCartney. How yeah, I mean, think about it. That's one of the most iconic songs of all sure. time. Handwritten lyrics, by that's worth it, man. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's really worth it. What do you do with that? You just hang it on your yeah, wall do you, in your do office? You, do you hold on to it and then sell it, you know, no, that's 50 a, years that's from now? No, family or? heirloom. No, you know? if you're Don Miggs, you hang it on the wall and you go, more art. <laughs> uh, I got money and I got now I got the Hey Jude lyrics. Uh, finally in news, sci-fi movies set in 2020 that didn't get, uh, uh, I'm sorry, that have uh, predicted 2020 how it was going to play out and stuff. Uh, we have a bunch of different ones of movies that look to the future, whether we have that stuff now. I'm sorry, I'm really <laughs> bad on this. So this is Back to the Future. This is, a, this is a thing I picked at the end and I didn't read it through. Let me start over. <laughs> you all right? Here's what sci-fi movies set in 2020 thought we'd be dealing with. Okay. Oh, Much more concise. Okay. Here's the thing with the future. All right. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which came out in 2014, uh, they were saying how it would be in 2020. We're at war with aliens right. who invaded Earth and have taken over uh, big portions of it. So that's not happening. Not right. And what movie is that? That Tom was Cruise, Edge of Tomorrow. Emily, yeah, Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt. Where Remember when they keep coming back? Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I like that movie. Uh, Mission to Mars. 
Oh, another good one. We're sending manned spacecraft to Mars, which we haven't done. Right. Oh, so. we're doing that. Well, well not Oh, yeah, they're living on the ground. So we haven't done that. We don't have flying cars either. That was another big part of that mission to Mars. Uh, Pacific Rim. They said that we'd be fighting giant monsters from another <laughs> yeah. dimension that have invaded Earth from a portal in the Pacific Ocean, That's and humans defend themselves by getting inside giant robots and fighting them. Right, like, yeah. like yeah. Uh, aliens. Right, did, yeah. 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 So yeah. we haven't done that. By the way, uh, uh, pretty much every movie they're fighting in giant robot suits, because that right. was Edge of Tomorrow they were doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. We can't fight them. We need giant robots. Right. Uh, Reign of Fire. Dragons are unearthed by a construction dig and proceed to set the world afire and make humans an endangered species. Oh. No dragons so far. Thank Although God. we see those lights, they may be dragons. Maybe not be. I'll animals. tell you. U.S. military would send heat seeking missiles. We'd blow those dragons out of the sky. Yeah. I, I, Godzilla or anything like that, even though Godzilla would be the size of bigger than buildings or anything. You hit him with, like, a few different missiles, he's dead. Bam. Uh, speaking of Godzilla, that alligator has been getting dangerously close to Oh, him. really? Yeah. I got to call it the golf course again. Now Maybe. with the dog down there, everything is getting worse. The dog runs after it. Oh, yeah. No. The dog can't realize that the alligator is eight feet, and the dog is, you know, 140 pounds. Get a big robot suit. Go out and fight it. <laughs> I would. Uh, and the final one is a quiet place. Uh, monsters that hunt only by sound and can hear even the tiniest noise have driven humans into hiding and have to be quiet. So right now we're in a pandemic, but we also don't have monsters or right. dragons or any of that stuff. Happening. Dragons would be kind of cool. <laughs> eh, not really. I mean, if there are friendly dragons, it'd oh, be no. cool. You do the Probably not. Fire, dragons. fire in your face. Dragons are bad. Uh. So um, I always think about like people who, like I always say that time and things that happen in time are cyclical and, um, you know, we look at, at the craters and know that eventually there's going to be an asteroid that hits this earth. Uh, now I, we have a pandemic. We have exorcisms happening. Yeah. We have floods and tornadoes happening at the same time. These are all signs of the end of the world. But our science has gotten so much better is like now we can handle it all now. Right. You know what I mean? So all that biblical, biblical stuff goes out the window. But those poor people, it was like, I'm stuck in my house and there's a tornado. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know I and mean? it's ridiculous. Are you worried at all about this hurricane season? No, I'm worried every hurricane season. Yeah. I'm worried that my air conditioner is going to go out. Yeah. That's what I worry about. Will it blow the coronavirus away? That's what the pastor said. <laughs> COVID-19. <laughs> 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 that might be your best impression. Uh, uh, that- Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.